Welcome to the Woodland Heights Baptist Church Sunday Talks podcast. Sunday Talks is a weekly roundtable discussion about theological and cultural topics. For more information and show notes, visit whbcconway.org forward slash Sunday Talks. Here's your host, Pastor Larry White. Welcome to Sunday Talks. Here we are at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary with uh, a new friend I just met today that Carl and I both had the privilege of meeting, Kristen Phelps, and uh, she's got a great story. And it just, when I heard that you were living in Manhattan and then then uh, got to hear the rest of her story, I asked, actually asked her today on a tour bus uh, if uh, if we if tour bus around the seminary if we could interview her for this this edition and so our series this fall is cornucopia and so this is probably going to be about the third in this series and so we've had we've had a wide variety of of uh, guests and so but your 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 uh, particular interest in what she's doing is going to be I think beneficial to us and so uh, so just to introduce you a little bit you you're from actually from North Carolina yep that's right and uh, grew up there so small town big town i didn't ask you that very small town small extremely town. small okay. mm-hmm. yeah so my uncle has a hog farm um, oh that goes great with arkansas up. yeah yeah exactly with the hogs yeah. yep grew up you know like helping pick in the garden like that kind of thing okay. so new york was kind of the furthest thing away from okay. my brain <laughs> so went off to college and then uh trained to be a public school teacher or teacher mm-hmm. yeah. yep there, there's more to that story i'll tell them yeah yeah and uh and now uh lives in Manhattan and is a church planter and so uh, so you just yeah pick it pick it up from there where, wherever you want to fill in the blanks so. yeah absolutely um, I love talking about how I got to New York because I think it's so instrumental in what I'm doing in New York now um, so I was um, like you said born and raised in North Carolina um, then I went to school in Tennessee uh, and while I was in Tennessee, I was actually studying politics and government. It was okay. something that was interesting to me, especially international relations. And the idea was always to do like either public service work or missionary work and kind mm-hmm. of use that as my foot in the door. Um, and so then I did an internship um, in India. And oh, wow. um, in, while I was in the internship, I was doing a lot of things with this incredible ministry there. It's called Word for the World. It's an Indian nationals um, ministry, and um, I loved it. But a couple of things I did was, one, um, got to do some, like, kind of quasi, like, counseling work of just, like, really encouraging people who were going through some really horrible situations. Um, and the other thing was I got to teach Um, and I had thought, you know, when I was a little girl, maybe I'd want to teach, but I'd never really given it more thought than that. Come back to America and I never want to talk about politics again, ever in my life. Um, I'm like, "Eh, I'd actually rather talk about Jesus. We're done. Um, and so then I decided, well, I really want to help people. So maybe I'll go to school to be a counselor. So I went to get my master's and I moved to Virginia, um, to get my counseling degree. Um, well then I was finishing getting my counseling degree and I was starting to realize that I didn't really like the, um, the clinical part of counseling. Like I love being able to help people, um, but it just wasn't, it wasn't really what I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of get in deeper. Um, right about this time, I was also going through a breakup. I was also struggling with some things at my job and I was also struggling with some things at my church and it just felt like God was like closing every single door left and right 
that was around me. Um, and it's actually crazy. I didn't tell you guys this today, but I came to visit my cousin and her husband while they were here at New Orleans. Okay. And I was running around the campus yeah. sobbing, just hysterically yeah. sobbing and just being like, Lord, just please don't be done. Like, I don't have to know all the details right now, yeah. but like, just please don't be done. Please be doing something. Mm -hmm. Come back to um, Virginia and a few weeks later, talking to my best friend who lives in New York and um, she was like, I really think you should move to New York. My roommate's getting married. I've got an open spot. What's keeping you in Virginia at this point? And I was like, well, nothing really. <laughs> Honestly, all the doors had been closed. Um, so long story short, I also was thinking about a career change, kind of went back to teaching, remembered my love of it in India, and then found out that, um, that urban areas need a lot of teachers. There's a huge um, teacher shortage. And so for that reason, they'll actually pay for you to go back to school and start as an assistant teacher right away. So it was just kind of like, it all fell in the place. A lot of people say moving to New York City is really hard. It was actually very easy for me. Yeah. And it was just so clear that God closed every single door in Virginia wow. and opened every single door in New York City. Um, so I moved to New York City, moved in with my best friend, um, I started going to school um, for teaching and then also started working at my job. And then the other thing was I've always been passionate about other cultures and church planting and um, it was crazy how all these things that I couldn't see how the pieces were fitting together were then all of a sudden fitting together in New York City. My love of other cultures and my thoughts of maybe I want to be a foreign yeah. missionary. New York City has every culture in the world yeah. right yeah. there. Um, my love of like urban church planting and especially like unreached areas of North America, New York City right there. Yeah. And it just all came together um, and I moved to New York and yeah. became a part of this church plant. Yeah. And so I, I should have said this, preface this, how we, how we met, <laughs> Kristen is now on the board at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary because yep. we mm -hmm. have people on the board from all, all areas of uh, Southern Baptist life all over the, the mm -hmm. uh, United States. And so it's just really cool. When I heard Manhattan, it always... I love I love New York, so mm -hmm. this sparked my interest. And so now you're teaching in a public school in, in Manhattan. Do you teach? No, so I actually teach in the South Bronx. Okay. Live in Manhattan, go to church in Queens. Okay, so you're you're just getting all the birds. I'm just there. taking over the whole city. Yeah, really. there you go. There you go. So well you're yeah, that's that's quite a bit of travel back and forth. It is. So, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of time to pray. Yeah. So tell tell us the name of the what's the name of the church? Yeah, absolutely. So the church plan I'm a part of is called New City Church. Um, it started as a NAM plant, um, mm -hmm. North American Mission Board plant. Um, we're in Long Island City, uh, Queens, and um, we really talk about it being like a neighborhood church. So mm -hmm. something that's pretty unique about ministry um, in New York is that, like, one, no one has any concept of you wanting, like, you wanting them to come and join you. Right. It's like that's your thing kind of yeah. a thing. But they are very open to hearing about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's a very normal question in New York for people to be like, what's your name? Where do you work? Tell me about your family. Tell me about your faith. Mm -hmm. Like, and not, they won't necessarily say it like that, but it's kind of like, what's your, what's your worldview? How do you right. look at the world? Right. Um, and so we just tried to move in and just be like the neighborhood church mm -hmm. where we're having those conversations because yeah. there's so many neighborhoods in New York City that just, have no churches right. um, and have nobody having those conversations. And, and um, yeah, one thing I loved about New York was that that our brief experience there was that you do you have all these little neighborhoods within a major city that are almost like a small town. Oh yeah, where mm -hmm. you know your neighbors mm -hmm. and you you know a lot of people may not have 
transportation. Right. And so they walk to a, 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 a you know corner store mm -hmm. to get groceries or whatever. There's there's you know places to dine whatever. But some of them grow up in that in that neighborhood yep. and they never leave. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that move in. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just there's just so much uh, unique things about that. But this is what I've been saying to our college students, particularly about hey, would you be willing? to go after you know your path was certainly different but sure. you know as you're training would you be willing to go to a there are several sin cities new orleans is a, is a sin city there's actually a a uh, the nam office is here and so you could come and serve and you know I, I don't know what your was your intention when you went to to manhattan were you thinking about church planting or yeah, that was a huge part of um, when I was moving. I knew I wanted to move to an urban area where yeah. I could be a part of a church plant. And I had talked to um, a couple of different church plants yeah. in a couple of places. So is it, I'm, I'm going and there wasn't really a time limitation on it. You were just, I'm going. And... Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I, I I knew that it wasn't going to be for like a six months thing. You know? Right. I'm not right. moving to New York City casually. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty big jump. Yeah. Um, so I had kind of thought it would be, let's see, for like two to three years yeah. how it goes and, kind and, of a thing. And that's what mm -hmm. we challenge our students yeah. with. You know, you're 21, 22 years old, maybe a little bit older, mm -hmm. and you want to go try that. And I know all the parents that watch this and hear this are saying, please stop talking about this. <laughs> and uh, so let me shift to that. So yeah. how did your family feel coming from small town North Carolina sure. when mm -hmm. their daughter and family members going to New York City. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so <laughs> we kind of had like a funny running joke because I had lived in India and I had always talked about being an overseas missionary. And so when I told my parents, it was kind of funny. I had kind of pretty much felt like, yep, God sent me to New York, but you can't just say that to your parents the first time you ever mentioned New York City. So I sat them down and I was just like, mom and dad, I'm thinking about moving to New York City, you know? And my mom's right out of the gate. It's in America. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, for the college students listening, try right. that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's think, great. It's think in America. Of some way yeah. off place and then settle for New York or Chicago. Yeah, or exactly. Exactly. Start big and then work back. No. <laughs> um, but it was, it's been really cool for yeah. my parents yeah. because, you know, I'm, I'm their baby girl. I'm both their baby and yeah. their girl. Um, my brother, like, lives very close to them and of course their little girl had to move yeah. far away um but it's it's been really cool like even in our relationship i think it's made my relationship with my parents mm -hmm. stronger um we talk very frequently yeah. um and uh, they actually were during covid and joining uh, my church's online bible study so it was like we were like going to church together yeah. but from Neat. far away Neat. um and then too it's also been really cool how and i was sharing with you earlier how they've fallen in love with New York City too, just with surprisingly how safe it is for as mm -hmm. long as you're not yeah. getting into you know crazy things, which of course I'm not. I'm a church planter, um, <laughs> but then um, just like the culture and those kinds of things, I've been able to share that love with them, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and it's been really fun. It, it's been a family experience that I think has actually brought us closer yeah. than if I had stayed at home. Well, I'm really cornucopia here. I'm going to bounce all, Great, bounce all over the place. <laughs> the, uh, so tell us about your public school. So that, I mean, yeah. again, coming from Conway, Arkansas, mm -hmm. uh, the uh, the schools are certainly different in New York. Um, but I know you mentioned to me about your students, and, mm -hmm. and if you're in a just a typical public school. And, yeah, you know. yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm in a charter school. So 
in things that would bore most people. Um, I could explain that like the New York City school system um, is, is pretty messy. Um, there's certainly some good things going on, um, but there's a lot of ways that it's stacked up against, um, especially kids from like lower economic backgrounds or just underserved populations. And so um, when I moved there, I knew that I wanted to teach in a place that, you know, people aren't necessarily flocking to. And so the only really good options in that case are charter schools. Uh, and so it is a public charter school. Right. So right. Um, it's uh, publicly funded, privately run. And um, I'm going to brag a little bit for a second. We're actually, um, the, according to test scores, we're the number one school in the city. Um, so I'm oh, very proud, yeah. especially in light of the fact that like we're in an underserved area. Yeah. Um, it's really exciting. And it's really cool, too, because, you know, I was sharing with you, all my kids are from, like, various ethnic backgrounds and um, the diversity and just getting to know their families. A lot of immigrants. A lot of immigrants. A yeah. um, lot of, we have zero white kids in our school. Mm -hmm. There's just no Anglo children whatsoever. Um, and like in many ways, you know, I'm not talking about this at school really, but in many ways it's increasing my love for the world that God created mm -hmm. um, and yeah. just getting to see all like the beauty of different like cultures and mm -hmm. diversity and ethnicity um, is really incredible and incredible and then I also get to build relationships with them just through you know my daily job of doing a good job teaching their child yeah it's great yeah. yeah so one of the other things you talked about of course you know COVID's hit everybody in the whole world mm -hmm. no one's no one's not been impacted by that but it's certainly hit major cities different and I know um, I, I followed another church in New York City that's uh, a meeting at a different site because there's a shutdown but the COVID regulations for where they've been they just came back in person mm -hmm. mask in fact now I think in their situation uh, they have to be vaccinated to go into that building mm -hmm. and so so how has that impacted New City Church and what have y'all what's what's happened with all that yeah absolutely um uh as I shared with you earlier, it's so cool how, in many ways, COVID has actually helped our church to thrive. Um, so when everything happened, I want to say the city shut down on like a, a Sunday. I think it was like a Sunday afternoon where we're like, nope, nobody's going out tomorrow mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Um, Monday or Tuesday morning of that week, there was a meeting of community leaders, my pastor included, who were saying, okay, what are we going to do? What are the needs? What are we going to do? And what got birthed out of that um, is this um, organization, a nonprofit called LIC Relief, because we're based in Long Island City. Um, and what they did was um, they started, um, we were like raising funds and applying for grants. And then any money that we got from that and like budget funds from our church, because we're not in the building, we're not renting the building, we're not using our sound equipment, we're not like using our materials, those kinds of things. All of those funds we were able to um, put into LIC Relief. And then what they did from there was um, we would go to the restaurants that were shut down, um, we would pay them to make like a simple meal, you know, not like anything too extravagant, but to help keep their doors open and give them income. And then those meals would be given to people in need. Wow. Um, it was, it, it was, I, would love to take credit for it. I did not. Um, I don't know exactly whose idea it was. I mean, it was in the room, but you know, it was just yeah. a, a group of ideas. Um, but it was so cool because it, like I said before, like it's all about being a part of your neighborhood in right, New York City. Right. And all of a sudden there was a huge need in our neighborhood um, that honestly was there before, but was just really brought to the forefront. Yeah. 
and we got to be on the front lines of like helping fill that need and from there it's been so cool to just see how like open people are um, to our church and to our ministry mm -hmm. um, as a result of being like oh LIC relief yeah y'all are a part of that yeah. I was on the elevator actually um, going to my pastor's um, apartment a couple of weeks ago and I was telling um, I had a friend in town and I was telling her about the LIC relief and this woman on the elevator interrupted me and she was like were you a part of that she was like what like who started that what was going on mm -hmm. um, and so I, I just got to tell her in the yeah. elevator because people people are very passionate about their neighborhoods in yeah, New York yeah. City. And so for an organization to be coming in and saying, this is for your neighborhood mm -hmm. and we wanna be a part of it, yeah. it just really opened up doors. And then now that we're kind of coming out of it, so we are starting to meet more in person again, um, but at first we uh, couldn't get back into the building where we were meeting because mm -hmm. we don't own our building. Um, so we were meeting at some of the restaurants we had partnered with. Wow. And yeah. um, I mean, we had um, one guy who was like uh, making us pizza for church on Sunday morning that we were doing on his patio out back. You wow. know, just like yeah. church just looks so different. Yeah. Um, and yeah. COVID really gave us that opportunity. And then on top of that, we started having a lot of people like logging in online to the like kind of Bible study things we mm -hmm. were having that don't live in Long Island City. And so now we're partnering with NAM and we're talking through what it would look like to have a second campus in a different part of the city wow. because we have all these people in Manhattan now and what would that look like? And so we yeah. just started, um, we had our first like interest meeting for that just yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, so it's just been really cool to see how God that, is working is through COVID. Yeah. Like, I couldn't have ever imagined how great well, And that's what, that's what the church does when, right. you know, in Acts, when there's a problem, mm -hmm. they responded that, that, you know, they, they may have not had money or needs, but they sold land and did whatever they had to do. Same thing should happen in, in, a, in a crisis like we've been right. through. Mm -hmm. um, two things I want to, I want to ask you is, is one again. So say a young adult were to come to you and say, listen, I, you know, I'm, I'm like you, I'm from small town, mm -hmm. Arkansas, yeah. and I have, I want to, I want to go do something like that because to me, it just—I wish when we were—I mm -hmm. don't—I don't even know how to go, but you're young, so, so <laughs> the uh, never mid thirties. So we'll leave it at that. Well, you're you're older than I thought you were, so <laughs> but uh, uh, but I'm a young adult and I want to go. I want to go do something like this. What would you? What would you? What would you say? How would you? How do you get started? What was? I mean, again, you shared your process, but mm -hmm. if you were to have an ideal setting, what would you suggest to them? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think some of the biggest things would be um, to make connections. Mm -hmm. So I think part of why moving to New York was so like easy for me is because I just started talking to people. Mm -hmm. I talked to my cousin and her husband, the ones who went here, mm -hmm. um, and I was like, "Hey, do you do you know anybody ministering in New Orleans?" My pastor mm -hmm. yeah. um, in New York graduated from here. Yeah, um, wow. and so that like helped me get that whole connection. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that was the first thing is like yeah. building out your Christian community. I cannot stress enough yeah. how much that yeah. helps. Um, I also think if I can preach for just a second, um, <laughs> I also think like it's really huge that when Jesus sent out his disciples, they went out in twos, twos and yeah. he, the only, the only disciple that ever went out by themselves was Judas Iscariot. Mm, um, and so That'll someone, right, right? Yeah. exactly. <laughs> Somebody told me that one time yeah. it changed my life, yeah. just in the way I think about yeah. doing ministry. And so I started just seeing like, okay, well, who, who was out there? Where could I go? Kind of mm -hmm. a thing. That was the first thing. 
Um, and not like it needs to be my best friend. Now, my best friend was there, which was very right. convenient. Right. But just, you know, a connection of someone I trust, um, yeah. which is how I ended up getting into my church that I'm in. Um, so that's the first thing. And then I think the next thing um, is um, just like a lot of prayer and openness. Right. I think a lot about how, especially in like my generation as a millennial and the generation coming up with Gen Z, the, the world is kind of at our fingertips mm -hmm. at this point. Like we've grown up in this place where you can get connected with anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and so as a result of that, um, like we kind of have this thing where we're seeing like episodic careers now. Mm -hmm. um, I've done a lot of research on this because it's fascinating yeah. to me and it's this idea that a lot of people in my generation will do something for five years and then mm -hmm. something else for yeah. 10 years yeah. and then something else for eight years kind of a thing. Right. And so just not putting yourself in a box of yeah. like, oh, well if I go this, I go and do this, I have to do this for the rest of right, my life. Right. Or I've been going down this one path, so I have to keep going down that path. I can't switch and go mm -hmm. move to a big city or anything like yeah. that. Like, take yeah. it from me. Clearly I didn't know what I wanted to do, yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, and then the third thing is just like to not be afraid of it. Um, people always say like, you know, like, oh, I could never do that. I could never move to New York City. Mm -hmm. And I just want to be like, yes, you can. Yeah. Like you could, you, you could buy a plane ticket yeah. and you could rent an apartment and you could go, yeah. you know, and obviously like there's jobs and things sure, like that. I right. understand, but like just believing that it's, it's possible, especially when God is calling mm -hmm. you to it, um, is that, well, I, I mean, and, that's everything. And I think that's the yeah. key. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you know, being in the, I've always said being in the center of God's will is more important than being in the center of Arkansas or North Carolina, wherever that may be. You need to be where God wants you to be. Exactly. And if mm -hmm. if he wants you in those places. And it's obvious to me that he wants more of us in the Bible Belt in those places. Yeah. When, they, when we are so overloaded, there's a church on every corner in Conway. And when we were in New York and you see, I saw churches that were boarded up yep. or that had a Baptist church that had become a mosque. Mm -hmm. You know, that just breaks my heart that, you know, we, we you know, the church was abandoned there. And so, um, and so it just, and so you can even go, you know, you can go. I went. I went on Nam's website, and mm -hmm. you can go and look and see where, where are their church plants yep. in, in major cities. And you know, I'm even. You know, we even encourage uh, folks in our town to go across town to New Hope Baptist Church. And so maybe I want people to be open to mm -hmm. how could God use me other than just here in this local church I'm in. Mm -hmm. And so I certainly appreciate that. Well, one thing yeah. we also do in our church is we have a prayer focus every week mm -hmm. for uh, another church, another ministry, and so. You know, I never dreamed when I came to New Orleans this week that, you know, <laughs> New City Church is going to be one of those that we're going to pray sure. for. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm going to, you've got a website, I guess. Yes, we so, do. So mm -hmm. I will check that out. Great. And, uh, and I will get some more information. But I want you to, if you could share with us too about how to pray for your pastor and, mm -hmm. and yourself and just some specific prayer requests. Mm -hmm. And so we may do it on the day we actually air this episode so sure. we kind of go to, together. But if not, we'll do it soon after. And uh, uh, our whole church that morning will pray for New City. So Great. Yeah, I absolutely appreciate that yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, before I answer your prayer question, okay. can I say one more yeah, thing? Yeah, you, you sure yes. can. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, one thing that I found, too, I love that you were saying, like, people in the Bible Belt, like, let's go. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing I would say, too, with that is, like, let's go and let's have an open mind. I'll be yes. the first to say ministry in New York City does not look like ministry no, in yeah. North Carolina, in right. Arkansas. Um, 
And I think there's something really beautiful about that and really cool the way that the church like works together, but also has to get a little bit creative. And yeah. so I think yeah. that's like a plug, especially again for like my generation and the generation coming up. Like it's a lot of fun <laughs> doing yeah. church yeah. planting in New York City. Sometimes we're like, yeah, we're going to try something. We'll see how it goes. Sometimes it works great. Sometimes it doesn't work great. Right. You know, that kind of thing. But it's not like this life of like, misery of oh i have to go serve in new york city first of all i don't know who's thinking that because it's new york city there's so much fun to, to do there broadway just opened back um but um but also to like the ministry itself right um it's it's a joy completely yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. thanks for letting me slide yeah, that in absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um so for prayer for us so of course for new city church um then we also, that second campus I was talking about, um, yeah. we're calling it Fidei Church for now. Fidei is financial district. It's a different neighborhood. Okay, okay. Um, and so we're not sure if it's going to be like two separate campuses or eventually a So how far away plant. is that from where your church is now? Um, so New City Church is in Queens and Fidei Church is in Manhattan. Okay. Um, okay. So it's in two different yeah. boroughs kind of yeah. to reach yeah. two different neighborhoods. Um, literally have had one interest meeting about Fidei Church. Okay. So we're at the very, new, yeah. very beginning. Yeah. Um, but just prayer for like the Lord's guidance okay. there. Okay. Um, and just like seeing what what's next. Um, we Like we don't know. This is one of those things where right. we're like, we'll try it and find out. Yeah. Um, but most church plants, uh, especially Baptist church plants in Manhattan, um, are either doors closed like you were talking about right. or dwindling numbers yeah. um and yeah. so just thinking through like what would that even look like um is something really big on our minds right now yeah absolutely yeah and then um another thing is just like the um just the health of our churches we're returning from covid um it's looking very different in some exciting ways as i shared yeah um, but also a lot of people have moved out didn't have a ton of people to begin with as right. a church plant right. and so just looking at like like what's going to be next yeah. um, and navigating that um, and then and then prayer for um, open ears from, yeah. from the people who yeah. are coming now and who are saying okay well what what's this all about you yeah. know that yeah. kind of a thing yeah. um, I really don't want that to, not that it would be for waste but like I really want God's guidance on right. how to have those right. conversations right. and what to do with that I think those are some of our biggest things well, so, we will, we will yeah. definitely make that a, a matter of prayer and, and call our church to do that all on one on one Sunday so well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Kristen and I will serve on this board for at least a few more years yeah. hopefully and and to hear more about New City Church and what she's doing but uh, I'm so I'm so glad you took time to do this Thank it's you. been a Thank long day already <laughs> and we got a full day tomorrow of board yes, meetings <laughs> but um, this is this is this these are things that we are as Baptist and we are a, a big group but we are we're all interconnected and and so i want you to know about what so when we give to our money to uh, our nam offerings every year this is part of what goes to mm -hmm. churches like new city church yep. and so we want we want to give to annie armstrong we want to support that and so uh, and then to be able to meet some folks that are doing that that are taking sacrificing their own time and effort to do that so we're going to pray for Kristen and and encourage them as well so thank you again for watching and listening to sunday talks and uh, share this with others and uh, we'll look back to see this, see this again next week.